Hello, everybody out there. This is Brain for Nerd to Know Media on Phoenix uh, Phoenix FM 92.5 FM. I believe I said that correctly. <laughs> and I am joined this week by... Dara. Yeah, and this is for the 86th episode of our wonderful, wonderful show. Um, so how's your week been, guys? It's a nice, quiet, intimate uh, episode this week. Laid back, late night. Yeah. Easy listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had some time off, which is crazy. Um, it's weird that I have time off. But um, I'm in between jobs at the moment. It's that weird thing where you're like, could start a new job straight away or you could just take time off. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm totally doing the second. So the I've, downtime is necessary. Yeah. It really just, is. You burn yourself out otherwise. It's like, you know, mm. no way. Um, but I'm in the middle of college assignments. So I have time to do those. And I finally finished Watch Dogs 2 yesterday, which I must say, I don't know, you know, if you guys have, want to get into that first, but. I, you know, I have a lot of goodwill for Ubisoft now as a result of it. <laughs> See, I, I've heard about how good Watch Dogs 2 is, but I've also heard that very much it is kind of a flash in the pan in like their grander library of games <laughs> in its quality. Okay, well, look, the, some, some con- I, I guess we are starting here. No. Um, <laughs> so, okay, uh, I, the, the, the last game, except for Cyberpunk 77, 2077, but I've kind of got over it now, like, you know, I'm like, all right, that game's never coming out. Um, the game, that, the last game that I got excited and bought into the hype for was Watch Dogs 1. As in, bought into the hype, I mean, I bought a new computer for it. Um, I was working as an editor for GameSmack at the time, and the editor was like, hey, there, I know you're you're waiting for this. Here's a free copy of the game. And I was like, sweet. Sat down and played it. And I'm like, this is pretty bad. But you know what? Maybe it's bad because of the computer. I'll get it for the PlayStation 4. No, I'll get it for the, for the, for the Xbox 360. And then I'm like, this is still pretty bad. Maybe I need to wait for the PlayStation 4. So two years later, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get this for the PlayStation 4. And I got it. And I was like, this is still pretty bad. You know, but I need to try play it. And then I I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a bad game. Mm. And then I got bad blood. I'm like, actually, this is a little bit better, but still pretty bad. And then that was it. The devastation. I, I had to just, you know, go with that real realization. That was you only really got as far as stage three on the five stages of grief with Watch Dogs one. So yeah, but I think it's know. because I, I think it's because I did them three separate times. It kind of balanced yeah. out. I where just, I'm, I'm like, just, but you, I'm truly just shocked at the amount of hope you had for it. Like, how many copies did you get before you gave up? Three, three mm-hmm. copies. That's just and three different and, and three platforms. As I said, it's the last one I fully. Fully bought into hook, lying, and sinker. So when watch, so Watch Dogs Two, I was like, I bought it when I got my PlayStation Four, like four years ago, uh, three or four years ago, and I was like, all right, you know what, I'll get around to this eventually. And every time I tried to pick it up, the pain just came mm. back. And then I just got into it, and I was like, this game is actually really good. And then you know, I was in San Francisco last year, year before, and it's it's amazing how you know, accurate it is. It's literally like, you know, you're walking around the city and you're like, oh, I've been here. This is really familiar. So it's just like, that was really impressive. Then the story was really good. Then the characters, really, and it's pretty, then you realize you're like, this is everything that they said the first game was supposed to be. And that's kind of disappointing because you're like, 
right, obviously I played it because Cyberpunk didn't come out when it was supposed to, and I was like, okay, I'm not buying Watch Dogs Legions because apparently that's terrible, and it is um, really bad. But um, yeah, it's just upsetting because like no matter how good Watch Dogs 2 is, and it is very, very good, it's still tarnished by everything else in the series. It's like, it's it's that, as you said, Kev, it's a flash in the pan, but like, it's like a magnum opus flash in the pan, where it's like they <laughs> they figured out the perfect game that they were aiming for completely by mistake almost, because now they've backtracked on everything that they did and made an even worse game with Legions, you know? See, I think what I always find with Ubisoft is regardless of kind of what game, I always find that like that, them as a studio just seem to always fall back into the same design. Yeah, and I think that, that I was exactly what I was going to say. Once I clocked that, I think I, I played like two Assassin's Creed games and then a Far Cry game. I was like, these are just the same games. Hold, what's okay? Yeah, the, the only difference between Far Cry and, Assassin, and Assassin's Creed is that one is in third person view and one is in first. And See, what I would what I would say is it's kind of like you're right. You guys are a hundred percent correct. But the thing about it is, there are those outliers. Yeah. Oh, no, like, oh, there are yes. outliers and we can name them but like it you, you can name them but that's what I mean you can name them on yeah. one hand almost but, but the, like, the, the problem know. the problem is is that it's the games <laughs> like I, I think it's like when you find when you when I think it's the ones where you've played them and you've gone like this isn't actually as good as I wanted it as I hoped it would be and it just puts a bad taste in your mouth that's and then it. when you play like, the other ones again you're like yeah Oh, I can still taste the crap on this like, one, and I and love that's this it, one. That's and the problem. That's the problem. The one yeah. that got me, and I think I'm going to get some shtick from both of you on this yeah. one. I only recently actually got around to playing Black Flag. Yep. Oh, Black and Flag's so good. I just, oh, I man. think, like once I kind of realized, I was like, oh, I, dude, I couldn't even finish the the ship uh, tutorial. Yeah, like yeah. I was, I was like, just like, no. Nah, I just kind of get like, I'm just kind of getting flashbacks to playing Assassin's Creed Two, and I'm just yeah. like, I. I don't and Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> no, never, you see, okay. I never played 3. <laughs> okay, well, see, that's the reason, right? I actually, I was in UCD. I was reviewing the games for the, for UCD at a point. I got a free copy of 3. Mm. And I reviewed it, and I was like, this is not good. But mm. I wasn't too harsh on it because, you know, free games, right? Yeah. Um, so, and again, it's like, you got to kind of toe that line. So you're like, okay, it's, I think I was kind of middle of the ground, but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't a boy. Um, but when Black Friday came around, it was such a breath of fresh air because it was like, wow, this is a completely different game. Because mm. like the whole like, Assassin's Creed is interesting because the first one I remember getting, and I wasn't a big fan of it. The second one is fantastic, and Brotherhood's fantastic. Went back, played the first one, had some appreciation for it. But then by the time you had kind of iterated through Ezio so much, you're like, oh my god, I need something else. Then Connor comes along. Everybody hates him because yeah. he's and a, everyone loves his dad. And everybody loves great. his dad. Hey, yeah, Haitian was like the coolest guy ever. And you're like, why didn't I have that game? Yeah. But anyway, and then Black Flag kind of gives you that game. But mm. you're like, okay. And then it just kind of defaults back to being an Ezio style game again. Mm. Loses itself completely. And you know, I have Unity. I haven't gone back to it, but I'm like, I've heard good things about Syndicate. I heard Syndicate's good too, but again, it's like it's the bad taste in your mouth, though. It's the bad like, taste, exactly. Yeah, I, and I so never, like, I never recovered from Assassin's Creed Three. I never recovered. That's from fair. It. That's I, fair. Um, it, it took a lot for me to to, to get Black. To, to, to be to be honest with you, like I mean, 
the there's a lot of a lot of things I I would say I didn't like about Assassin's Creed Three, but a lot of them were forgivable. Connor was white Connor toast was, uh, in terms so of blandness, just, but, mo- that, bland, but he's, bland, he's blandered and plain chicken yeah, yeah. on white rice. Yeah, the, and you have but, water to drink. That's yeah. how bland he is. His dad room, is cool. Room temperature water. And yes. His, but, oh, they should have just played a game what, with what I'm his saying dad. Is, yeah, but what I'm saying is, though, is that like while he was bland, I could forgive it because playing it was, because playing it for the most part was pretty fun. The, yeah. pro, the thing that like um, the thing that really annoyed me though was I um, I really enjoyed the whole storyline, the Templars, uh, Templars versus the Assassins, and them mm. doing this whole thing of like they built up the Apple of Eden over four games, including the sequels to. Um, Including yeah. the sequels to Assassin's Creed 2 and uh, the first game. Yeah. And they built up the idea of what the Templars are and being master planners, all that stuff. And then they kidnap they kidnap uh, Desmond's dad. Mm. And they're like, bring the apple to us. And it's like, this is an all-powerful apple. And they expected someone who's been trained to use it to not use it. And it just was like, what are you doing? It just made it just made like these mastermind villains look thick, and it just destroyed it destroyed any concept of going, like any idea that like this was something. Um, it destroyed the integrity of like a huge portion of the plot for me. The biggest problem, like, oh, I, the, the biggest problem. Sorry, Kevin, before you jump in, the biggest problem I had there with that was, like, it was similar to that. It was kind of like for the good couple of games they built up that mm. you know um what's the guy's name desmond was it desmond yeah, desmond, yeah. yeah once like desmond 2012 the world ended and then it's like wait how are there more games after this yeah this doesn't make any sense and then you're like oh it's like a it's like a video game thing where you go in and yeah. anyone can go you know that really cheapens the story because there was no real payoff it was just yeah. like oh the world ended it's like what that's that's kind of what, I was gonna, what I was kind of you know? saying there is that like as much as like fans seem to kind of get invested in in that it really seemed like that story was almost an afterthought to the creators yeah because yes. they dropped it before like yes. the fourth well yeah. like the sixth entry given all the sequels to two but uh like it just kind of like it just didn't it didn't seem like it actually had a consistent plan but it's also that I think that like based off of the way that like because like critical reception to the desmond storyline was very lukewarm at best if we're being generous um and i do think that like at some point the plan was that his story was going to be like the main thing and it would be to close off the whole thing where you don't go in the past anymore but i think they lost confidence in that being something people would want to play Nobody, um, everybody hated De- Desmond segments. It's like playing as Mary Mary Jane in uh, Spider Man. Mm. You know, nobody wants to be Mary or Miles. Nobody wants to be Miles in Spider Man. He wants to be Peter Parker. Not talking about the new game. I haven't played it, guys. Calm mm. down. Yeah. Um, not you guys. I mean, people shouting at the radio yeah. or phones <laughs> yeah. on the buses like crazy people. I, I, um, I, I liked. I genuinely liked those segments actually in Spider Man. To be honest with you. But, yeah, but you know um, what I mean. It's like it's like it's it, it's yeah. it, it's kind of like flipping that that thing where you're like wait i want i think one of the appeals initially of assassin's creed was oh you're playing in crusade times as an assassin yeah 
And then when the other one was, oh, you're like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Where is it going? And then it kind of goes nowhere. And you're like, what's the point? Like, what's the overall story here? You know what I mean? It's just, it's very, it, it's very inconsistent. It's like with... It, um, it, is a, it is a framing device made out of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's a framing device that they use, but then don't mm. use. And it was pieced use together it. from old cereal packets. Yeah, but like mismatched cereal packets. Yeah. And one of them was like Weeabix for some reason. You know, in much like, much uh, like the uh, much like the the game engine that held together Unity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Unity is phenomenal. They did fix it, and it's you know it, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I think but, that's worthy having. But what yeah. I'd say with, uh, with Watch Dogs in particular, um, the biggest problem I had with the first one was I didn't it didn't really know what it was. Like Aiden Pierce, it's like his sister is like, "Hey, can you just stop?" He's like, "No, I'm gonna go do this." And it's just like your sister wants you to. Can you just stop? You know, can you, can you yeah. just, you know? And none of it was justified. But with Watch Dogs too, you're like actually everything here that they're doing is kind of. It has that. What well, it, it, it's kind of hard to get into without ruining the story. But like mm. everything about it kind of makes sense. It's really ahead of its time, but of its time at the same time as well. And like there's loads of allegories to not Google and LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really cool. I, oh, I do like... I do know the one mission where you steal what is flagrantly just the Wu Tang album that uh, your man yeah. Martin Shkreli bought. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like, there's loads of missions like that, you know. And basically, um, I think it's kind of it's more evergreen now, like in the world that we're living in, where you know we're aware of these kind of tech giants and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty cool, but um, trying to do that again. And I think they did try to do it again with Legion, where it's like, oh, look, we're all anonymous. It's like, yeah, this is not good. You know, it's, and then the hook of it, where there's no main character. And, you know, I was watching Zero Punctuation's review, and he's like, yeah, I just made up my own head because there's no main character, basically. You know, you start off and you can just kind of be anybody and recruit them into your gang. And that's the character he do missions with. And he's like, yeah, I just made up my own head cannon where, you know. That just strikes this- me very lazy. It is very oh no, here's the lazy the lazy part. So they didn't record and they only had like five voice actors. So they just recorded uh. the same lines but then pitch shift them. So you could have like this like really like small woman voiced by uh like a black man, but the voices yeah. the, the voices pitch shift shifted. It just looks really weird. Mm. Or <laughs> just like you know, yes. the opposite. And it's just like they didn't even think about this like there's no way that can fit and apparently it does look really weird so they're saying something important but it just doesn't work or else they're saying something that is not important in a really weird way so like there's nothing to even connect it so it's just like well if you're going to do something like that maybe put a bit more effort into it but again how much of this is because of the pandemic that was, this because that was one of the big selling points they had like when they announced it like two years ago i think mm. was that like look at all these characters you can play you think that was in the design doc to say hey we want to have you playable this many characters maybe we should get this many voice actors or uh, even just match them up like you know yeah, and again yeah. if, if you guys think i'm joking there's compilations hours of compilations oh, of this know. stuff where you can see it and it's just like look at least if it's a uh you know, a woman, get a woman's voice in, or, you know, something along those lines, something basically like that. But you can just see they just pitch shifted it and raised it higher, which doesn't I, work. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. I, I'm struck by that just because of comparison. I like, 
I'm still stuck on Hades. Hades is one of the best goddamn oh, games yeah. here. Amazing. Actually, yeah. I, like, I, anyone who didn't listen to last week's show, totally do check it out. Um, but yeah, sorry, what I was saying was uh, that just like the amount of dialogue in Hades, sure, it's a small cast, mm. but like the amount of dialogue and how receptive it is to your actions in the game is mm. staggering. Do they pitch shift? No. Well, maybe on the dog a little, but that's a dog. Right. <laughs> uh, but like that's for like such a small team to be able to have like such kind of dynamic dialogue mm. is astounding. And the fact that someone like you know Ubisoft couldn't even do anything like get multiple, just a couple, several more voice actors and line them up properly, it just that shocks me. <laughs> what shocks me is that like this is one of their like. Because obviously Cyberpunk didn't come out, and that would have just wiped everything else out, right? Everything else. It's weird because it's like I didn't even know a new Spider-Man game came out. Honestly, because there's like yeah. no hype towards it. Well, the only it was, that re- it was very I mean, lukewarm be, hype. There's to nothing be fair to it, it was always kind of labeled as here's the launch title for PS5. So yeah, but what, but what I mean always, is yeah, but what I mean is the last Spider-Man like. Me and Brendan were working together when it came out, and like three of us in the office took time off to play it. Yeah, you know, as well, there was like, that. Co- there's also sorry for cutting across you, but there's also okay. like the uh, there's also like the player base is probably much lower considering the amount of PS5s people actually have. Yeah, but you can get it for the PS4 as well. I suppose, yeah. You know, I'm like I'm literally looking at the Black uh, Friday sale here on the PS4, and it's there. But what I mean is like. There was no real kind of hype towards it. Oh, and no hype towards anything. Even the new Call of Duty, like Valhalla and Cyberpunk 2077 were the only two that really kind of had any hype. And what I think but, Ubisoft... I mean, like, if if uh, Cyberpunk didn't have hype after being delayed for over for over a year now? Yeah. You know. But what I mean is, it's like, that probably would have just wiped out everything else. Like, there would no one else would have played anything else but that. Yeah. But what I think is, with, uh, and I think that's still going to happen when the game does come out in two years. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's due to come out next month, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see it's not going to happen. I'd, it, yeah. You know, I, I was like, again, I'm happy enough for it to come out when it comes out. Yeah. But um, what I mean is, like, I think everyone was kind of betting the house on it, you know? Yeah. So they just didn't bother. Yeah. And it's I, like, I, oh, we need to release stuff. Okay. At the at this point, I really feel like whenever I do, whenever it does come out, and I do get to play it, I'm gonna come, we're gonna play it and go. Ah, you know what? I'm gonna back, gonna go back and play Baldur's Gate three, please and thank you, because Baldur's Gate three looks amazing. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but it looks so good. I've uh, I've I've played it. I've like well, I've been I've hung out with people on Discord while they played it, and it's been it's been a blast. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's only the beta as well. Like, yeah, and it looks really... stunning. Like, I mean, um, I've I was playing um, like I've played uh, Divinity Original Sin two by the same developers, and like that's mm. that like that game uh, before Baldur's Gate three was like one of the best, like one of the closest like analogs to playing Dungeons and Dragons, but on a game, right. like a, in a video game. Um, but like Baldur's Gate three is like pure. A pure blood Dungeons and Dragons based game set in the actual same hardcore D twenty yep roll system and, and like it, it for like being something that seems completely unanalogous to be able to put to a console it works really well yeah and uh, like I mean it looks re- like graphically it looks really really good it 
from what I've seen. Like they've they've added in like stuff that's never really been present in. Excuse me, in like um, um, uh, in like these isometric style role playing games before, where they've added in like height and that kind of stuff. Whereas before, it's always been like again isometric, so it's like flat. You know, mm. whereas like being able to go, well, you're on the side of a cliff and they're down there. So you're, you know, like uh, the options you have for combat are X, Y, and Z and stuff like that's great. Like just add so much more depth to combat. Like, um, see, I, I think like when you're, when you're looking at that though, you're kind of having two conversations because one is riding the hype and one is more yeah. the kind of games that you'd like to play. Yeah. You know, yeah, but again, like, I mean, like D and D has straight up ruined playing video game role playing games for me because, like, Oblivion you just have some... hmm? Oblivion though. Yeah, it's not the same. Vampire <laughs> the Masquerade that's, though. That's... Vampire the Masquerade. Though. I, I, I. I'd still play that, Vampire but... Masquerade uh, tabletop man instead. To be honest, D and D. Okay, I tell look lads, I tell you why, right? And this is gonna, you know, not to shoot on people here, but um. You know what turned me off tabletop games? And, uh, I, no, no, I actually loved Warhammer. Um, I anyway, it's close though. You're right, close. I remember when I was in UCD. Uh, oh, GameStop. Two thousand. Oh yeah, two thousand seven. I showed up oh, like, man. oh, I like, I like games. I like Warhammer. You know, uh, this is pretty cool. And then you go to one of the meetings, yeah. and these guys are so into it, and you're like. Uh, we were playing vampires or something. Yeah, werewolves. There was, it was kind of like werewolves, but they had set mm. their own vampire thing. Uh. And I was like, "Oh man, this is this is way too much." And then after that, I was like, "Right, I might go back at some point." But then there was this guy who was, you know, ended up running game stock and I ended up doing the masters with him. Mm. And uh, every day, hey Derek, let me tell you about my character. I'm like, "Cool, man. Yeah, that's cool." Uh, after like a year of that, I was just like, you know what, I can't play this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, that kind of thing. It was just like, oh, okay, this is way too much, you know. Yeah. Again, I think I think finding the group to play with is critical for a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, um, yeah. I mean, if, again, when you if you're around a certain a certain class of nerd mm. that you're not that you're not compatible with, it's not a fun time. It's not a fun yeah. time at all. And, like it's, you know, it's, it's weird, though. But I think it's like anything else, because I had a similar experience when I was in San Francisco and I was brought mm. into a room to, to, and to talk to some people. And they're like, oh, hey, you lo- you like Linux? Go talk to these Linux guys. And I swear to God, it was two people just talking at me for like 15 minutes <laughs> straight. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is unbelievable. I, I You know, and as much as, you know, yourself and myself like Linux, Brain, it's like, yeah. I think when you like anything, and it's like, it's, it's just that, like, up to 12 yeah. You know, it's like, whoa. But um, yeah, it's but just it's, it's a shame. Uh, yeah. I think a lot it's, of people have that, that experience. It's it's that thing of like when like, you know, if you're an enthusiast and you and you meet someone who has like where they go like this is my hobby and you go also oh, do you go to the cinema or listen to music? No, 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 this is this is my hobby. This is all I do in my spare time. Like, oh, okay, and you have to just have to get away from that because like it's just you know it's a bit too like they're a bit too intense you know yeah um and like i mean like, that's i mean that's the thing like i think when um you know it's like you know, you know when you go like oh yeah i really like star wars and then you talk to someone and they're like 
and they have like an encyclopedic knowledge of every single book that's ever been written on it and you're just like oh okay yeah i really like the thrawn ones it's like yeah the the third print version was very very good and you're like what yeah <laughs> you yeah. Know? It, it, yeah it's What's just the difference kind of... nope nope don't tell me no yeah no, that's, that's not a question you want to answer you know I, but like that's the thing though it's like when you get when you meet someone who's that hardcore into something you're just like yeah but no, i think when it, it, com- it seems to so, be like okay. there there comes a point where i've met a couple of people like that and it's less about an enthusiasm and more of a competition <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's gay it's gatekeeping i wouldn't even say it's like gatekeeping it's just like they the fact that like you like it to them is almost a threat and they're going but i can out fan you <laughs> and you're just like i don't care enough like i can you know? fan you yeah you know? it's um the, it, you know i mean yeah. it's basically you know when they're going i get to sleep in it it's like i sleep in a car do you it's like i sleep in a bed with my wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's that kind of thing it's just like oh i suppose the, the best analogy i suppose would be gamer gamer girls yeah you know and I wish Katie was here because she'd probably have amazing stories. But um, yeah, yeah I, I've heard some stories um, where it's just like, you know, they they wouldn't be playing something or wouldn't have a headset on because whatever. And it was apparently worse back in like the early days of Xbox Live and that. But it's probably something similar to that where it's just like, oh, you're not a real fan because of. Yeah. Cause actually, I've seen it in, I've seen it in the, like, the metal community as well, which is like, oh. Oh, it's rounded Where in the meta community. You know, it's, and you're, oh, you're, you're oh, that well. is like I, the most hypermasculine area. I, I I will I will never forget. I will never forget like when I was in UCD talking to a girl about just about music and whatever, and she was a, like a bit of a Metallica fan, but she was going like she was like she said like, Oh, I really hate how she was like she was like, I got into Metallica with Saint Anger because that was the album that came out at the time, and then I found everything mm. else and lo- loved every other album they'd done or so to that extent she's yeah. like it's just so unfair how they judge us on starting with saint anger when that's what came out and i was like yeah that's that's ridiculous that is ridiculous. a couple of a couple of whatever year it was when uh death magnetic came out like like that would have been like two, i think it was 2009 yeah or even so even closer so death magnetic came out within a month of that coming out she was saying people weren't real fans for of metallica if that's what they're starting with and it's just like I need to get it. I wish I had a recorder to, <laughs> to, to call you out on this. Because like, oh, well. yeah, I well. mean, what do you what do you say to that? Like, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. Like, it's it's. I think it is because like you wrap identity up to it. I think yeah, that's man. what it is. Where like your identity is this. You're not. Yeah. And you see that with loads of things. And I think that's a good comparison because it's like you know people even wrestler fans. It's like oh. I only like this because you know this is yeah. my thing. Yeah, you know, like, instead of just this is the thing that I like, you know. Yeah, and, and, again, like it's it's one of those things where like people just go like, but this is what makes it good. So therefore, if you like it for other reasons, you're not a real fan, and you're like, okay, that's <laughs> that's not really that, how liking that, something works. But, but that's okay. It, but, that, but that's what I mean. If you're if you're if you're defending something and it yeah. defines who you are as a person. Yeah. you're going to have these strict uh, tenants you know and uh, you know it's uh, for me with um role playing games outside yeah. of video games cuz the there isn't some dude go you know yeah. standing there with all these questions and you're like just want to roll the yeah. dice you know yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, totally fair. Like yeah. again, it's one of those things where like I think I, I think like one of the joys of it is again, I mean, like, again, you'll 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 appreciate it. You'll appreciate what I'm saying here. Like one of the things that I really like about uh, about role playing games on pen and paper is the level of customizability is a lot deeper than it is in um in video games like there is customizability i'm not saying there isn't but it it really does go to quite a deep level um when you're when you're playing pen and paper for the most part see Um, i do think i do think there should be like you know we said this before there should be a mm, tinder for um yeah D &D. yeah and, you know, <laughs> so it's very, it's, it's very. Yeah. So I know a lot of people who want to play it, and I know a lot of people who are mm. playing it now. But as you said, Kev, they have their own group. Yep. And same. And you like, I don't, like you might find people that like it, but they might not like it the same as you. Yeah. And yeah. like, it, it, there is that kind of, you, you need that level of cohesion. Yeah. There's like again, there's a guy in my uh, in my group who his like he loves the XCOM games, so that's how he wants combat to be. Which is which is great because he has a really good tactical mind for when we're doing combat. But when he's DMing, it's a nightmare for everyone else because he like he's basically playing XCOM against a bunch of people who aren't as into strategy and combat as he is. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, oh, but, can I actually? Could I? Yeah. Could I? Could I reel off one horror story? Uh, sure. Not now. Not myself. One of the people in my group. They. Uh, they got invited to join a game. Turns out they knew somebody in their area. Like mm-hmm. D D. Got invited. Like it was an, I think they they like they played their older older people, so they played like an old 3.5 game. Yeah. So my friend, they were like, Oh yeah, no, I can I can I can get right, I can get down with the 3.5. I, I can get down with that crunch. Uh so they build up a character and it's like, no, you know, it's pretty uh like uh light on fantasy, very kind of uh medieval with yeah. some light fancy elements. It's like, okay, that's yeah, that's fine. So we're all so you know, we're all gonna be humans. It's like, Okay, you know, that's what it is. Uh, the more they got into it, <laughs> the more <laughs> that they realized, my friend realized that they were just role-playing the Crusades. <laughs> All Which paladins. One? <laughs> Which one? The Christian one. The no, Christian. The, there's 11 of them. Which one specifically? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, probably an amalgam because, of most of them. Because uh, to be fair, because to be fair, right? You're going to Jerusalem. That's pretty standard. But if you're going to the Qatars and a few others, that could be pretty wild going through France. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was just kind of, kind of taking this analysis and just kind of put like retrofitting it to D and D. And my heart was like, oh, that's how weird. do I tell this guy I don't want to commit xenophobia mm. in a fantasy game? <laughs> oh man but that that's like i mean it, that's like that reminds me of like you know the game uh, kingdom come deliverance yeah my favorite thing is that someone made a game of thrones mod for oh my god <laughs> and it's like, like it just puts a smile on my face because it's like okay someone someone could easily just play skyrim and have pretty much the experience they're looking for but no they I mean, take I know. I, I, I know. Having, I having friends that play Kingdom Come Deliverance, that is a yeah. hardcore fan base that wants a very specific game. Yeah. I have I have Kingdom Come Deliverance, and it's Game of Thrones, I think, works the best in it. Because, yeah. you know, that would work the best because it's, you know, it's it's like the, the Tolkien to 
Game of Thrones. Mm. Where like your Skyrim is, you know, you're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be, you know, it's nice and light. Kingdom Come Deliverance is a bleak game. You it's have to game. learn to read. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, have to, you have to learn to read. I, like if you're washing your clothes, you're washing them with urine. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this out here to plug uh, Kean's episode with my friend David O'Connor, where they talk Kingdom Come Deliverance, and just like it, he's been trying to get me to play it for years now, and it, it just seems bonkers that this is a game that exists. No, to be fair, I, I do, I do admire it because like there's certain things in it when you're playing it, and um, if you're not wearing the right clothes, for example, people are like treat you badly. Mm. No, if if you're not wearing specific kind of things, people are like won't talk to you and the fact that that's there is like written so it is kind of cool but as i said did i have a good time playing it no did i play <laughs> it for long yeah. no but from, i from admire a it perspective from like a mechanical perspective it's very impressive with how many things it does mm. doesn't sound like it's yeah. for me though yeah surprisingly yeah, i don't I, play i don't play video games for the technical achievements that, that are accomplished <laughs> yeah as i said you know i i got it and i was like this seems really interesting and then i played it and i'm like yeah. Yeah, but I can, I can, you know, fight dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I can be a vampire, you know, in in Skyrim and uh, Oblivion. I'm like, I'm just gonna do that. That's more yeah. fun. But look, whatever people like to play, I'm happy enough. What I would be interested, if anyone does want to read a bit of Crusades, there's a good book called God's War. It's like really thick. It covers all the Crusades, like the eleven of them. But I'm just, my head is blown by that. I'm like, so did you do all the geopolitical elements of it, and then the <laughs> You know, mm. did, is there equivalent of the, Again, the Islamic? Not me. Did, I'm, know, <laughs> I'm just my head, mind is blown by that. I'm like, how does this happen? Because even the movie Kingdom of he- Kingdom of Heaven that came out, mm. that like scratches the surface, and you're like, you know, I don't. I I did a degree in history where I studied European history and the Crusades in detail. I'm like. There's a lot to unpack there. It's like, like again, well, not knowing the situation, if I had to guess, I'd say they didn't have a degree in history, and we're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they invaded, and they killed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, geez, oh, well, that man. alone, that alone just says that's, says that's, it, right? that's the assumption so, I'm taking away. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't be my idea of a good time. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> yeah, not my idea of a good time. Um, but yeah, man. Deliver- Kingdom Come Deliverance I don't think I'll ever go back to it I'm actually looking at it right now um, yeah I'll never play you again game um, <laughs> but, you uh, know what you did <laughs> I have to say though it, it, it does anyone who hasn't played it I would say you know it is a marvel that it exists but it's very bleak and not mm. bleak as in like Fallout New Vegas where you know well, that's a you get fun shot bleak. in the head yeah that's it's a, a fun, fun bleak, bleak. Exactly, yeah. you know, it's a, actually funny story to, to on the same topic. So I've been wanting to go back to Fallout New Vegas for a while, um, and uh, watching some videos on like nuclear testing, mm-hmm. and it turns out that you know they used to set off nukes in Nevada, and people yeah. would come and watch them. Mm-hmm. Nuke parties. Yeah. Yeah. Not wild. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things that America has done in the 20th century that are absolutely wild they like, nuked like, space yeah <laughs> they nuked the pacific like, it's, but it's just like why did yeah. you nuke the atmosphere what, what were you thinking they had <laughs> nukes they had to put them somewhere yeah. apparently. Like, what, 
over again. Think, hey, look, as the great philosopher Nelson once said, gotta nuke something. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when, when I was watching this, I was just, when I was watching it, I was just like, all right, so people would come and like you'd have cocktails and you'd be, yeah. you know, in Vegas watching it, and they're like. Did you not think that was a bad idea? Like, no, like they didn't have Mr. You. House. Or, they didn't have Mr. House around to tell them it's a bad idea, though. That's well, the on, on the list of like things that rich white people did <laughs> in the sixties. Yeah, let's go to see a giant explosion. Mm. Put that right up there. Yeah, it wasn't just the rich white people. This was just the done thing in, this in was Vegas. Like ho- yeah, this was yeah. just what they did. This was everybody yeah. just watched it, and then in Utah. They also yeah. just watched it, and it was I just mean, like that's, that's Utah, though. Yeah. It's like, are you for real? Like, this wasn't just a class thing. This was the article. It was just like, this is what happened, and I just can't believe it. And I'm just yeah. like, wow, did you not see what happened in Japan when they dropped those? You want to yeah. be nowhere near that, you know? Yeah. It's wild, man. Yeah, wild. Like again, it's also like, did you see, not see what happened in Japan? Did you not hear? Did you not read the testimony from um, uh, from the people who dropped those bombs and how they felt about it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, like I don't know if either of you ever read the the letters yeah, and stuff those people yeah. wrote, but oh wow, yeah. Uh, like, um, instant regret is kind of like the the brief summary. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, it's kind of just like oof. You know, like yeah. the biggest oof in history. I think you know. Mm. But when yeah. um, with, with with New Vegas in particular, like it makes more sense now. Mm. You know, when you're playing the game, you're like, oh this really makes a lot of sense yeah you know and particularly even when you, you you're in the game and you're kind of walking around you're like this has a legacy of that you know you're like how much did this change well not much <laughs> it's like the strip mm. is still there you know i just think it's crazy that like that isn't a thing that's known and turns out that in kazakhstan there's a similar um similar facility that was done by the ussr and mm. they pretty much nuked it all the time but didn't tell anybody and it still has like the highest rate of birth defects in oh, the world because it's the yeah. most nuke place in the world so basically uh the, america paid out like 1.9 billion in like compensation mm. and uh, the ussr played nine dollars a year god or something that's... like that some good videos yeah. on it. it's very it's very bleak though but yeah. that's what i learned about this week thank you for telling that to people at uh at around half five on a saturday evening there that's that's guys if i if i have to know about it you have to know about it so um yeah like i think but i mean that's one of those things though like especially with like like that's one of the great things about Fallout is there's so many different like it, from even from like the games I don't care for like Fallout Four or um, Seventy Six. Like, they <laughs> does have... anybody care about Fallout Seventy Six? No, no, no one cares about it. Um, Not even the developers. Yeah, the like, but like even in in all those games they have like they come up with like some really interesting ideas that there's like there's always something where you can go that you come away from and go oh I actually have to hit pause and think about this. Just mm. for a little bit because like they just like i think it's like it's a part of like having a really good setting for stories and a yeah. really good setting for morality tales that just Absolutely. makes it um that just makes it so interesting mm. like one of the things i'm looking forward to as well with fallout 4 is that there are so many mods coming out and some really interesting mod projects like fallout london is going to be really? a thing. yeah oh. on the four on the fallout 4 engine yeah yeah, Fallout. Oh, wow. Yeah, Fallout London. They're aiming to make it so that it's more, um, more like a charisma based 
um, like scale, like uh, like um, uh, the, the, so like basically more around uh, dialogue options. Actually, interesting than, point. Interesting point on that. Like combat. So. Interesting on that point, um, Brian. One of our favorite collective YouTube channels outside Xbox did a video on how to make the games accidentally harder. Yeah. And turns out on Fallout Two, if you sink all your um all your points into like no intelligence, if you don't give yourself any intelligence, the game gets exceptionally hard. Yeah. So it's always been there. Also, also, if anyone is interested in Kingdom Home Deliverance, it's sixteen euro on sale now at the moment for mm. PS. Yeah. Fallout 2 um, also has one of the most infamous openings to a game because if you yes, don't if you take I think it's strength if you make strength your dump stat which basically means that you're putting it to like the lowest uh, you have the, the opening of the game can be next to impossible because yeah. you, it's, you're going straight into combat unarmed and have oh, fun wow. Like you got to you punch your way out of a desert and with a one strength, that is ain't gonna cut. Yeah, basically, well, it's, like, it, it's kind of like you know when uh, to to really bring it back. You know when you got Charizard, yeah, and you know I picked Charizard because who who isn't gonna pick the Fire Dragon? No, and then you get to the first gym and it's Brock, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh damn it, <laughs> there's, 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 there's nothing. And yeah. you're sitting there like a seven year old, eight year old going. Mm. What do I do? It, I guess I'll, never, train, it, I'll train on my Raditas. Yeah, it never occurred to me as a seven-year-old to go, you know what I'll do? I'll train him. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll train him until he's a Charmeleon, Charmeleon and then we'll see how this goes. Like, Never occurred to me yeah. to do that. Never occurred to me to go, what Pokemon are in this area and can I have six of them? And, you know, train all of them up to be like le- at least level 10. That never occurred to me. No, no, it's because the question in mind is why, why, why no work? Why, yeah, <laughs> why fire no hurdy? Yeah, <laughs> the frustration. You're just like, why, why not? Why not? Why, why not very effective? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it was very effective against the rats. Why not on your boulder? <laughs> but to be fair, here's the thing. You know, in the show, you know, we should have been prepared for this because mm. Pikachu wasn't good against the, the angry yeah. rock either. Yeah. So and then you like, get a thunderbolt against a sprinkler, and then it was better. But see, that option wasn't in the game, which should have no, been. No, it should have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, you, know, you know this this Game Boy Color game needed needed to feel how much you wanted to win it, and therefore <laughs> let you win it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh beliefs, man. That's how you win. Yeah. Just like the Yu-Gi-Oh games are all about yeah. friendship. Yeah. Just the friendship button. Yeah. Heart of the cards. Oh man, Heart of the Cards. Heart of the Cards is a real thing, I'll have you know. If I, I don't know if any of you guys remember the German oral, but no, uh, we'd no. have to pick out you had to pick out the card pick out the one and you like heart of the cards, pick the one that you remembered. No, compared I did, to yours. I did French, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you did you not have to pick out your your situation that you had to bring out now? Oh like um that was like a project thing that you'd already prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the pot, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Heart, Heart of the Cards came into big, big importance then, I'll have you know. Yeah, no, I just picked mine. For, I, I was like, pick whatever I wanted. So I was like, that's grand. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. No, yeah. we had to just, you know, kind of go for it and hope we would get sent to the Shadow Realm, which apparently isn't a thing because yeah. they just killed them in the in the Japanese dubs. Yeah. And well, the, the, the hold on, Japanese Kev. Dubs. Kev, yeah. when are you going to do a Yu-Gi-Oh show, man? Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for this oh, for ages. Uh, 
I'm like, come on. Hard questions. <laughs> I just want an excuse to watch all of you, not all of you, but it's Battle City again. Yeah. I think, just like, to be fair, though, if I do, if. Yeah, Yu Gi Oh! Bridge is a If I do call. end up doing a Yu Gi Oh! one, I'd actually probably end up going for first season zero. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's fair. That's fair. Totally fair. Green haired Kaiba and Yu Gi Oh! Yeah. setting people on fire. Yeah. That's the best season. Yeah. Screw the rules. <laughs> oh. I have green hair. Although, Battle City, close second. <laughs> Battle City, Battle City for me is like sixth year, every day after school, coming back and watching Yu Gi Oh! Because that's how cool we were. Mm. You know? Watching Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> on the den. Oh, also, God. the den is back for some reason, it and is, they don't yeah. have any car. Yeah, but they don't have any cartoons, so it's like, what's the point to this? You know, it's like merchandising. Yeah, but I'm like, did you not realize that the people why you watch the den was so you could watch Yu-Gi-Oh? If they put Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. in the middle of it, absolutely, man. But just yeah. having them there doing stuff is like and to a lesser extent, card captors. I never watched card captors. Card captors was, was good. Ca- was card captors in the den? I don't even remember it that was, being yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, was, I don't remember that. Yeah, and then there's also the completely forgotten show that I, that was on, like um, as well, uh, Shinzo, which was nuts. Another an, another anime show that involved having cards. Uh, <laughs> they knew their audience. Totally and they went for branding. Yeah, <laughs> catch that Pokemon clout. Yeah, what they were hoping for was it's like. What, on Amazon Prime, right, there's, like, loads of these videos, loads of these movies that, like, are knockoffs of actual movies. Mm. So, like, there's, like, The Nun with two ends, <laughs> right? And then there's, like, or The Creepy Nun, right? And I, I swear, like, these movies are there, right? Mm. And they're all basically trying to trick you to watching them because they're trying to be The Nun. One actually caught me, right? So I've been trying to watch this movie Eden Lake for ages. And it's a pretty decent movie, actually, um, with Michael Fassbender. And uh, I was like, okay, couldn't find it. And then I saw Eden Drive. Uh, Eden Drive. And I was watching it for like 40 minutes. And I'm like, Michael Fassbender hasn't shown up yet. And this doesn't seem like the movie that I, I heard about online. It wasn't. <laughs> they had just shot three of these movies that were called Eden Drive and placed them around but were free and I was just like this is so how does this pay how is this your business model just make movies that you might watch and I think that's kind of what happened there where it's like oh poke you like Pokemon do you well here's you know off-brand Pokemon you like Yugo do you here's you know what surprises me is how they managed to like take card captors which is a magical girl shoujo show and be like no, we can make this a card show, right? Yeah. But it's not a card show. No, we make this a card show now. Yeah. <laughs> this is all about cards. You missed the point. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a romance oh. anime. No, no, we're no. selling monsters now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just imagine, oh, you know, you, you sign up for that, and then the next day, someone's just sitting there going, oh, we've changed it completely. It's like, what? How? What? That's going on. Um, actually, right, so I got a smart TV during the week. Right, not yeah. during the week, two weeks ago, because my TV just kind of stopped working. Right, TV I had for 12 years, and um, I was just like, Oh man, this sucks. So, anyway, got the smart TV, and I'm like, Oh, this is actually pretty, pretty awesome. But uh, Disney Plus was on it, and I know Keen is a big Disney Plus fan when it comes to The Simpsons because that's how he watches it when we do our Simpsons reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't seen like the, the most recent ones 28, 29, 30, and 31, they're not good. What a shock! They are, they are not. Well, some of them, are, some of them are good. 
what I mean is some of them are actively cringy. Yeah. And what you said there kind of, you know, I'm just wondering, do the people who like voice The Simpsons ever just read an episode and go, wow, I didn't sign up for this 30 yeah, years ago? So. I'd say so. You know, I, yeah, I don't, like if they're, you know, three seasons at a time, I doubt that anyone's proofreading. Yeah, I I mean... But, but say... some of the stuff, like, oh, hold on, there's an episode where, like, they keep saying the word noob. Yeah. And it's about e-gaming. Bart becomes an e-gamer. Of course. And it's terrible. And then there's another one where Marge is obsessed with game shows and she loses and calls herself a noob. It's like, what is, what is this? You know, it's, and then it's, there's it's somebody, it's somebody who just left an English school with a, uh, with a, a bachelor's in writing who like, you know, wandered into Fox and was like, here's my degree. And they're like, here's keywords. Give us a season of Simpsons. But here's another one, right? And this is even, this is even worse again. I think the mysterious Mr. Ender talked about it. Who's, who's actually really pumping out school content lately as well. So it's a, it's a take on reboot culture, right? But really tone deaf. So basically, they make itchy and scratchy women, and Bart and the the boys are against it. But Bart likes it. Lisa records them liking it, and then it becomes a big feminist thing where Lisa becomes female Bart and starts doing stuff Bart would do. And there's no real point to it. Discuss. Okay, what what's the point? Like, it just, right? Uh, and I'm like, they're just doing stuff now, and I'm just thinking, when people are reading that, I'm like, is this what you signed up for thirty years ago? Uh, th- this, I'm sorry, no. This is just this is just reminding me. I so I don't know if y'all heard, but Ready Player Two came out, uh, and people are out? already posting screenshots, and it's oh my abysmal. But well, okay. One, <sighs> okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk about that. Can I just one thing on that? All right. <laughs> I like the movie. I read the book. Has some good parts. But holy cow, that guy needs to chill out. I can't believe they gave him a sequel. Please tell us some of the gold mines of it. Just like, like the, I, you know, the, the one, like it was just on this whole like uh, kind of like misguided gender politics discussion. There's <laughs> secrets I read where right. I think like it was basically that the main character saw that a uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was like, I think, like, the uh, the girl he fancied, he found her birth cert and found that, that she was designated male by birth. And then he describes that he was shocked, but not as shocked as he has been, because in this virtual world, he's had sex with many different people as many different people. And I think what he's trying to say is he is accepting, but the way it came across was he is surprised that this person is a trans person, but he tries to justify it. Hold on. I just, before we dig into that absolute minefield... <laughs> <laughs> how, how, okay. What confused me about Ready Player Two is, right? I thought they said everything. They, yeah, I thought they said everything they needed to say I, in the first one. <laughs> I was like, I, so I thought that, like, the idea that Ready Player One got film rights was a bit much. To be fair, the uh, film was pretty good. I will have to say, like, it's, it, like it, 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 it's not good, but no. it's like I went to go see it in the IMAX and I had a great time, but I never yeah. want to watch it again. I, I really wish so, that the people who made Ready Player One made Ender's Game. Yeah, maybe that maybe then Ender's Game would have been good. 
Yeah, that's true. Because Ender's Game, even though Orson's Got a Card is a piece of you know what, oh. book's yep. incredible. I think everyone should read yeah. it. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. But um, it's a seminal sci-fi. Well, the movie sucks. But yeah, the... it's one of it's one of the best books you'll ever read. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a, a shame. It's a sh- it... yeah. It's a shame he's such a piece of you know what. Yeah, but, but still, like, it, you know, I mean, like the Ready movie's Player, terrible. <laughs> like Ready Player One is a film. Like Ready Player One is a film or something. I just didn't think it needed to exist. Um, well, there's a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> just don't confuse no, but, so, but th- th- that's kind of like I mean, like I like I. I don't really have anything really against the book, but I was like, the book is enough. Getting a film, I was like, this is excessive for something that doesn't really need like like further promotion, right? And then we were getting a sequel for a film that didn't that was excessive, and I'm already just like, just okay. It's a sequel to the book now, and I don't know. Well, yeah, the sequel's the book, but like, even still. Haven't heard this film read the sequel to the book yet. Who's to say what will come? Yeah. So look, in, in ten minutes we have left, right? Kev, guide us through this Odyssey. I just like again, like it was, it was, it was just a one paragraph thing, and it like in one paragraph he manages to come off as transphobic while also like trying to justify how he's not trying. Like it's very, I'm not ra- like, it comes off as very, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. That's, that's how it read. Right. And it's yeah, just no. like, oh buddy, you couldn't have got a sensitivity reader to I, go I mean, once over yeah, on like, this. To be fair, the book, the first book, he says some very strange things about women. And you're mm-hmm. like, dude, why are you talking about? You like, know? Uh, I, I, I can't, like this came up, uh, it was Lindsay Alice retweeted and she was like, man, how did this get passed when I've had such trouble trying to get sensitivity writers on my stuff? Mm. <laughs> See, I think it's, I think it's because the movie did so well. I mean, good to do it. And to be fair, the book itself is one of those things where like you read it and you're like, okay, this is grand. But then there's certain things where you're like, you're like, oh, that's weird. That's yeah. a weird thing to say. Moving on. I just it, it's like it's just kind of like the stealth stuff because there's so much things that you know in it you know what I mean where it's like mm. you're like oh I remember that and then you just kind of get through it and maybe that's how it happened but I don't know man I it just seems like such a bizarre thing to say <laughs> bizarre is the word because I don't think it's hateful I think it's just no, like bizarre. it definitely it like it definitely reads as misguided. Yeah, 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 and it's it sounds Even like he's ill-advised. Yeah, like, it sounds, like, it's, it's like he, it sounds like he's done the exact same thing he did in the first one again, but yeah, more somebody, misguided. Like, it's, it's it really seems like you know he's not he's not going out his way to to offend them, but somebody just sitting down and explain to him what he did wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like dude, you know maybe maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not? Know? <laughs> I mean, they're definitely like, what I will say, like. What I will say in in his defense, there are definitely worse ways he could have said what he said. But absolutely, yeah. But yeah. like, but that's not a glowing review. No, <laughs> it's just like I see what you said here. It's pretty yeah. bad, but it could have been worse. It's not a good been, review. It could have been so much worse. Uh, not yeah, good. Uh, this has room for improvement. It's already on shelves, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Oh, and he can't patch books. Not no, yet. No. Sadly, not yet. this is. This isn't a cat thing where you can fix it in post. No. And, re- and remove the butthole, which is what they did. Yeah. Shocking stuff. They, they should have kept the butthole. Yeah. 
<laughs> Apparently, people went to go see it specifically yeah. for that. Again, yeah. sorry for everybody at five o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. But again, these are facts. We only yeah. deal but with hey, facts. Hey, if you need something to do on your Saturday evening, yeah, cats, watch cats, yeah. watch cats. But again, watch like cats. I mean, like cats. I think, like I think there was a bunch of people like the, that um had had a very similar reaction to it, which is that they they saw the trailer for it. They were like, "This is a train wreck." I'm going to see a train wreck. I'm excited about seeing a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they came away from it going, it was a train wreck. It's exactly I've, what I wanted. Like, yeah, I, I I've had seen, this. I've seen similar people when the, remember when the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out? Oh, dear. And like, yeah. So the same level of excitement come up for that. Where they're like, this is going to be a train wreck. I'm going to see a train wreck. It's going to be so bad. And then they fixed them. And then they're like, Oh, I don't want to see it now. <laughs> to be fair, possibly mediocre now. <laughs> I really enjoyed the Sonic Hedgehog don't movie. Don't speak ill of the fifth highest grossing film of 2020 worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, when I watched Cats, here's the mindset I was in. I was with, I was with my girlfriend, and in one day we decided to watch Troy and then Cats, and that's that's oh. a that's a double feature if I've ever if you ever have a night. Wait, Troy the movie with Brad Pitt's Troy. Brad Pitt. Yeah. To be fair, it's aged better than I thought it would, and at least it's more accurate than the one that the BBC did for some reason. Which I like, I I just couldn't get past the, the goddamn no name pronunciations. They got all of them somehow worse than wrong. <laughs> I think Menelaus yeah, but... was bad, uh, Patrickless, and obviously that's getting aside from the the straight washing of Patroclus. Like, mm. well, uh, dude, they've been doing they've been doing that since. Oh yeah, but yeah. like his cousin, the sixteenth. <laughs> They've been that since the 16th century, so uh, you know it is what it is. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you can you you can thank many translators for that, but um, what I'd yeah. say is it's better than what the BBC did. If you haven't seen BBC's Troy, holy cow! You mm. want to talk about things that just make no sense? <laughs> like, did you read Homer? Did you? <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, That's it's gas. That wrong awful. Homer. That. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I think they were reading Homer Simpson. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> wrong, wrong Homer. Yeah. Oh, but um, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I don't know why they made Troy. They should have made the Odyssey because the Odyssey yeah. would have been a lot more fun. And I think you can make actually you can make the Odyssey as a Paul Rudd movie, Joe Dad's Paul movie. Yeah. Dude, that would be awesome. Oh, that no, they just cool like, no, Troy, Troy was made because they got like a bunch of hotties together and was like, how about we just have these hotties fight? What what book have we not done yet? Uh, the Iliad? That's a yeah. silly name. Troy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Brad Pitt. <laughs> You're a killer now. Yeah. To be fair, right? They the were trying to of... cash in on that, on that Sweet Speak Gladiator money. So they had to do something. But, actually, uh, the yeah. cast, but the casting of Brad Pitt is perfect because the way he's described in the book. Mm. Pretty much Brad oh, Pitt. The, yeah. the like, casting actually of that movie is spot on better than it has any right to be. All like Banner as Hector, absolutely. Yeah. Orlando Bloom as Paris yep. is spot on. Spot uh, on. Oh God, yep. who was I can't remember. Wasn't Sean Bean Odysseus? Sean Bean was Odysseus. Yeah, which is also who, perfect, by the way. Who was the guy that played Agamemnon? Oh, um, was it Brian Cox? Was that it? I can't place his name. But like I, I remember him spot on. He was that exact like perfect sort of hubris character. The uh, name has I don't know. 
but uh, the only one that seemed a little bit odd to yeah, me yeah, was Brian uh, Cox. Brian Cox, Cox was uh, uh, was the like only Menlo. one that seemed a little odd to me was Brendan was uh, Brendan Gleeson's Menelaus. <laughs> to be mm. fair, when Brendan when Brendan Gleeson shows up on anything, it's a little bit strange. Hey, he's, like he's in, got he's got his wheelhouse, but <laughs> he does have his wheelhouse. He shows up, and you're like, it works. Hey, it's actually, nice see, it's just nice to see Brendan Gleeson get work. Yeah, absolutely. To finish yeah, it, it up, though, right? Work in 2005. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of, of the, the greatest casting choice of all time? Um, Highlander, the first Highlander, where uh, Christopher Lampard didn't speak yeah. any English and only knew the script. Um, but what's funny about it is Mortal Kombat 11 is out now and they've released the skin of the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, brilliant. So if you, have, if you have Mortal Kombat 11... You can have Christopher Lampard. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I think you yeah. had a stroke. <laughs> you, you just, just, you just did flipped out on us there. I can see him speaking. I can see his mic fluttering, but I'm not hearing him. Well, oh. I think moral of the story, you can... Uh, you can get a possible English accent in Mortal Kombat 11 now. Yeah. See, that's the thing, and I'm just, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, just, I'm just excited. I don't know what happened there. The, yeah. the, re- the revelation of Christopher Lampard in Mortal Kombat yeah. just killed my internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw that today, and apparently it's just the whole cast is there, and I'm like, well, I can't believe they didn't do this sooner. So, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 review coming soon. Mm. All Christopher Lampard all the time. <laughs> I hear that they got like I don't think they got Stallone, but like Rambo's in that now. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I really? was watching. Oh yeah, oh, I well. think so. <laughs> or like he's announced at least. Yeah. Or like yeah, Rambo. Don't know about Stallone. Is it Robocop in that as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. But just like I, I, I was listening to a, a gaming YouTuber I watch, just kind of talking about it. Like, just imagine Rambo in the Mortal Kombat universe with Chronica. Is like oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know the Mortal Kombat universe. The Mortal Kombat universe makes no sense, but you know, I, I I'm enjoying where it's going. Um, I just, I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, lads, yeah, I think fin- it's gonna... finally I can live out my dreams of ha- of having uh, of having Rambo being killed by Spawn. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, set my fire and is too busy making toys at the moment, so he's been know, too he's... busy making toys since nineteen ninety six. So absolutely, so he's having he's having a good time. I have to yeah. say though, the the toys that he do, he does actually make are pretty amazing. So. Yeah. You know, fair play. Yeah. The points of articulation on them, not so much. <laughs> no, no, but I will. But when Cyberpunk does come out, I probably will be buying the Keanu Reeves one because mm. it looks amazing. Lads, that's going to do it for this edition of uh, Nerd to Know Basis. So, ah. what, what have we got to plug? Well, well I'd like I to have... mention how we have one thing on the on the show plan and we yeah. didn't get to it. Yeah. What was on <laughs> the show plan? <laughs> yeah. <the> job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new low. <laughs> I know it's, it's time for. I know it's time for this week's. What was on the show plan? <laughs> I just. I literally just threw down the the the, the announcement for the Last of Us TV show just as an idea. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Well, wow. There's a Last of Us TV show. There we go. There it is. There it is. Definitely um, not first. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly last. Probably last. That's all you're gonna hear about it. Oh my god, that's so funny! 
Oh, what the funny? That's gas. Okay. Yeah, well, Kev, uh, when is the next anime? Uh... Uh, anime Next Anime Crash Course is being recorded this week. It uh, should be out next week. But I actually want to take this chance instead to plug a, a new D&D module by uh, some good friends of mine. Uh, okay. It is the new D&D mo- Dungeons & Dragons module on DM's Guild called The Village. Oh. Uh, that was written by Orlandy Duel and my friend Laura Boland, who is notable for having done the artwork for Anime Crash Course, which is awesome. oh, cool. phenomenal. Uh, they have a new one. I'm super stoked. I'm going to be playing it on New Year's. Their last one was called Murder on the Eberron Express, and it was amazing. It's it's all mur- like both of them are murder mysteries, but Eberron Express, one of the characters was the murderer. Amazing stuff. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. Definitely, if you love Dungeons and Dragons, definitely check this thing out. Brilliant. That's super cool. And uh, yeah, I totally want that Yu Gi Oh show, Kev, soon. Mm. Come on, make it happen. Make it happen. Also, Guyver at some point. Guyver's great. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. The. Don't have time for it to get into it right now, but like there's two live action movies made in the early 90s. The second one stars David Hayter, is in that David Hayter. Oh, wow. The fight scenes are basically Power Rangers fight scenes, but they have gore. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's wonderful. Um, and yeah, the, the anime for it is madness. Um, the villains are basically uh, are a combination of uh, taking the theory of evolution and Scientology and just smushing them together. Uh, it's great. Well, okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Brian, have you got a Tech I have over. nothing to plug. That's basically my plug. Watch Guyver, guys. It's great. <laughs> watch watch Guyver. Uh, guys, we have loads of content on the network. Uh, do check it out. I'm back to post and stuff. Uh, we did a From the Dark, which is pretty cool. It's all about the Vatican Seeker archives. Um, that's super fun. And we'll be back next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM and Nerd to Know Media. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.